You're listening to the Video Marketing Podcast, helping you go a little more viral every day. Here's your host, Matt Johnston. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome. I'm so glad that you are here with me today. So, so, so happy that you're here because we are going to be talking about on-camera performance. If you have a personal brand, a personal brand, and you are out there trying to get on camera all the time and have no freaking idea how to do it, then this is 100% the podcast for you. I am going to teach you my system, proven system, for acting on camera, or rather performing on camera in a way that is super, super, super effective. And I'm so excited to share it with you. Uh, So let's jump right into this here. Thank you so much for being here. A lot of people don't know that I used to teach acting. If you've read my book, Producing Empathy, you probably do know because I talked about it. And actually chapter six in the book is this process. So if you pick up the book and get chapter six, it's on Amazon now, you'll see this process laid out for you here. A lot of people are more visual learners in that way. And if you are, grab the book and uh, and, and just go through chapter six and, and do that because that, that will help for sure. Um, so... Uh, here's the deal. I have spent almost 100% of my time coaching people to be on camera, getting them out of their own way. The whole thing has been getting them out of their own way. It's constant. We are just bombarded with this Instagram culture where we are forced to be this version of ourselves that is not us. It's like something else entirely. It's like something that we think we need to be. It's something that we want the other. It's the way we want the world to see us. But it's not even the way we want the world to see us. It's the way we it's the way that we think the world wants to see us. When you think about it, it's actually kind of fascinating because We want to see the truth. Empathy always wins. Empathy is the whole ballgame. But yet the Instagram culture that we live in has taken the empathy away from us. And that's why we are in such a strange place right now. It's one of the many reasons why I'm so bullish on TikTok right now. Uh, TikTok, it's just huge. It's, it's a more raw platform. Uh, there's much more empathy involved there. Um, and... Uh, I'm, I'm doing a f- huge experiment right now in March. I'm posting three TikToks a day. I'm telling you, it is working like gangbusters. I went to sleep last night and I woke up this morning and I had had 130,000 views on a video and it had gotten 400 followers overnight. I mean, clearly this experiment works. If you are a personal brand, you need to be on TikTok. But what we're talking about here is performance. And obviously for TikTok, it means a lot because it's all video. So how do you do it? How do you perform real in front of people? How do you get that empathy? Because the problem is people want to perform. As soon as they're put in front of a camera, they push play or they push record, all of a sudden it's like, okay, time to perform. (laughs) But the thing is, when you get into that place, and those instincts, those performance instincts kick in, you start to lose. And it's sad because I see so much of the real stuff that's going to make people um, identify with you. 
and, and, and draw you and draw them into your performance. Like it's all gone when you start trying to perform. It drives me insane. Okay, so I have this sort of system and it, it's devised from, I, I feel like I started talking about this and I didn't actually get into it. So I used to be an acting teacher. Um, yeah, oh, I was talking about the book. Yeah, so I used to, I used to my, my, my whole 20s, I lived in New York City and I taught acting. So I, I, I went to acting, acting teaching grad school, you know, acting pedagogy, and I learned a bunch of different acting techniques. And I directed a bunch of plays in New York during my 20s. And the, the type of acting training that always resonated the most with me and where I have taken a lot of those ideas and put it into my own coaching when I coach people on camera is... Meisner. So Sanford Meisner was an acting uh, teacher who really stressed this idea of really doing. So not pretending like you're doing something, really doing. I tell this story in my book about when I was at, uh, I, I was directing this play and this one woman had to, at one point in the play, sweep the stage from left to right. And she just couldn't get it. <laughs> she kept performing the sweep. So she would act like she was sweeping the stage, but she wasn't actually sweeping the stage. And so it just felt like, it just felt fake. It felt false. You know, it was just kind of disconnected in that moment. Breaking the fourth wall, as we would say, but not in the good way. We just knew that it, she was sort of pretending. So what I told her then, uh, because I'd been studying Meisner at the time, I said, okay, can you just, just really sweep it? Like get the dirt off the floor, like go from the right side of the stage to the left side of the stage and just sweep the floor, like like actually get the dirt off, right? And then put it into the trash can. And she did that and oh, amazing, it worked. We believed it, we believed her in that moment. There was truth there because she was simply doing. I always talk about how to coach a conversational style. I always talk about the dive bar test. I know I've talked about it in the podcast a few times, I think. The dive bar test just being, you should talk on camera and talk to people as if you are talking to them at a dive bar. How would you talk to them if you were explaining something to them? Whatever you're trying to say. If you were just sitting across from them at the table and trying to convince them of something, you would talk like this, right? Like I'm talking to you right now, right? I mean, it's like slightly elevated, sure. I mean, but this is largely how I talk in real life. Uh, you know, I mean, this is this is how it is. So why would we be different when we're in front of the camera? Like, why does it have to be different? There's some sort of there's some sort of gunk there. And a lot of what I want to try to do with you today and what I do in general is I try to smash those walls down because it's largely walls or just cut through that gunk. Just get it all down so that we can get to the truth. Because once you start being true, once you start really doing on camera, people start falling in love with you. And it's magical, it's absolutely magical. It's that verisimilitude. It's that, it's that idea that you are human and we're connecting with other humans and the more human you can be, instead of being on a platform, because we say, oh, we're performing, we're up here, you know, we're, or if you're seeing this on video, you're seeing my hands, but you know, I'm, 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 I'm up on a pedestal. I'm up on the stage performing to you and you're down here, you're way down here. So I must act in a certain way that makes me authoritative and confident so that you believe me. I need to like get your attention. 
problem is that leads to falsity. And what we want to do instead is create a connection and a relationship, a human connection and relationship with those people that are watching us by just being us. Now, it's really bad advice when somebody tells you to be yourself. I mean, you don't get anything from that. Be yourself. Great. Can't wait to be myself. I'll do that now. Okay. Trying to be myself. Is it working? Ah, no. Uh, it doesn't work. It's bad advice. Um, so I'm going to give you some tactical stuff here to perform on camera in a way that gives you some actual, like, like something to grab onto, because that's what you need when you're trying to perform on camera. And uh, it does involve a little bit of homework, but it's so important because what the biggest thing is, is intention and commitment. So if you have a notebook or something, I would write that down or at least or write it in your notes app on your phone. Intention and commitment. So when you are there in front of a camera, the first thing that's gonna happen is there's going to be nerves. And if you think about commitment and you think about intention, you will win. So let's break that down a little bit more. First, we're gonna start with intention because commitment ties everything together. So let's start with intention. I talk a lot in the book about something called objective. Um, and even now I'm starting to think that intention might be a better way to start teaching this, but objective and intention are, are, are very closely related. So <clears throat> in order to get us to really do, we need to have a real objective. And a real objective I define as a verb of sorts. So it's a verb that actually gets you doing something. I am trying to do this. I am trying to do that. I am shocking you, right? So you always think of it like you and another person on the other side of things because that's how it is. It's a, You're not just talking in a vacuum. It's a conversation. It's a dialogue when you're on camera. So as you're talking, the way we break down these walls is that we have a very clear objective. And so what we're going to do is we're going to have a macro objective for the entire video that we're shooting or whatever, uh, and a macro intention. And we're going to have micro objectives throughout the beats in the script or whatever, the like what we're going to say. Um, so this is extremely, well, it's, it's applicable to any time you're on camera, but it's extremely applicable too if you have some sort of script, which I never think, never read from it, by the way. If you are, and never use a teleprompter, please do not use a teleprompter. Because once, you, I mean, I've taught, I've, I've taught years and years of public speaking classes at a college level, and these kids, like if you give them a note card, it's game over. It's game over. Note cards are the worst. I mean, and if they bring up notebooks and they read from them, and this is not just this is not just college students. I mean, this is also when I was uh, in TV news. I was a producer, and all my anchors were reading off of these teleprompters, and even they weren't good at. It. I mean, you know, they were okay at it, but like they they weren't giving like these real true performances that allowed us to make connections there. It was just reading off of a teleprompter, you know, sometimes mindlessly. And you know, that's the worst thing you can be is mindless. So what I want to do is just take away all those crutches and just get to the subconscious, the gut, because that's the stuff that allows you to connect. Your subconscious and your gut is the entire ball game. It's really fascinating stuff. There's a lot of awesome neuroscience here and all of that. I'm not going to get into that, but it's very powerful. When you can get to that subconscious, when you can get to that instinct, 
you'll really start connecting with people. And so we do that tangibly by associating verbs with certain beats. So what's a beat? A beat is a piece of, uh, so, so, so let's say you have a script and you wanna break that script up into beats. The beat would change when the intention or objective changed. So let's say that during one beat, I'm trying to get you to go across, to, to run from one side of the room to the other side of the room. This is a very like, you know, sort of, sort of easy to see example, but that's why I'm doing it. So there's one beat of the script like, hey, can you please go from there to there, please? Go, get over there. No, now, please get over there, get over there, right? And so then the person walks over there. And like now, I may be trying to convince them. Now listen, it's time for you and I to have a talk. So then the beat is just changed because my intention changed, my objective changed from wanting him to get from one side of the room to the other side of the room to standing uh, to, 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 to me convincing him to do something, feel something, think something. So now we're on that side of things. So we have two different intentions there, two different objectives that I've switched to, and now the beat has changed. So for each beat, you have a micro objective. So the first one was to get him to go to the other side of the room. And the second objective was to persuade perhaps, or to convince. You wanna pick the juiciest verb you can because juicy verbs do better, right? I mean, it just helps you more. There's more to grab onto, there's more stuff. Okay, so we have those things in line. And I don't want you to get too internal about this, but it's so useful. So let's say you do have a written script and you're not gonna memorize it, but when you actually go in front of the camera, you're going to be what I call, not what I call, it's a public speaking term, but you'll be extemporaneous, meaning you will speak as if it's off the cuff, but you've deeply researched and you know what you're talking about and you have your outline memorized and everything. Like you know exactly what you're going to say basically, but you're not reading and you haven't memorized it. You are extemporaneously delivering it as if it was from instinct. That's what you wanna be doing at all times when you're on camera. So I will go through this script and I'll break it into beats. So every time that I notice that the objective is changed, from one piece to another piece, then I know that the beat has changed and I'll just go through the script that I write and I'll just mark those things out. I'll just draw a big line through so that I can parcel those things out. And those different beats are going to have an objective associated with them. So as you're going through, you mark it through with beats, your script, and then next to each piece of this, you write down an objective. So this objective is that verb, what you're trying to do. So we had trying to get him to go from one side of the room to the other, trying to get him to move. And then for the other one, we have convince. So convince him to do whatever. And we go through each beat and put in a micro objective like that within the beats. It's very powerful. And then you can sort of start to rehearse it a little with those intentions and you'll see how it changes, you know? So for example, I'm trying to, so I'm in this second, second beat, the second micro objective. And during the, if I have an intention or I have an objective, which is to inform, um, I want to inform him uh, that um, something bad is going to happen to him and it makes sense for him to run. So I'm going to inform him. And so I might say, 
hey, John, just so you know, something, something really bad is about to happen. And it probably makes sense to run because I don't think you understand the severity of this. If you break it down, okay, so that's what inform would be. But what if I use that same language and I changed my micro objective to, to convince? It changes it, right? And this is how you get to the real tangibility of the truth in, in performance. So if I'm trying to convince him, I might say, John, there is something terrible coming and you have got to get out of here. Get out of here. I'm telling you right now, I don't even, don't even think about it. I don't want you to know the details. Just get your stuff and get out. It is bad. You do not want to see this. You do not want to be a part of this. You see how that was different. It was pretty much the same messaging, but a completely different message. Same words, but not the same message. Completely different objective. And what you'll often see is that most people are going through not having any objective at all. And so if someone is boring on camera, that's why. Because if you talk to them in a restaurant, they, it wouldn't be like that. They would have only, you know, there's the, the subconscious is always working out intentions for us during all of our conversations with other people all the time. But we're not actively doing that. Like that shuts off in our brain when we're performing. And we actually spend most of our time trying to get good at it by re-unlocking the good stuff. So you want to first go through, mark out those beats in your script, and then attach. And if you want to see this in practice, it's in chapter six of the book. And then you can, you, you, you can attach specific micro objectives or intentions to each little beat inside the, uh, inside the script. So that's micro objectives. Now, if you want to take this a step further, you can add tactics. So a tactic, and, 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 and this is advanced. I don't want you to get into this too much until you get into the micro objectives, but just to tell you what tactics are, because it is a piece of this strategy, tactics are how you're going to do it. So I'm going to get him to go from the left side of the room to the right side of the room by pushing him. You know, and again, that's not something that would be in a written script. It's something I choose. It's a choice. Just like everything is a choice when you're on camera. So I am trying to get him to go from one side of the room to the other side of the room. I could wave at him. I could wag my finger at him. I could point at him or I could push him from one side of the room to the other side of the room. I could lure him. I could do all sorts of things. I could do all sorts of things. And those are my tactics. So I have those tactics in mind, and those tactics are very specific choices that change how you end up performing things when you're in front of a camera. Okay, so that's micro-objectives. Hopefully that makes sense. There's so much more we can get into, and obviously I get into this more when I coach this, but you know, I, I wanna give you as much value as I can just in this podcast format, and you can email me and ask me questions or text me or whatever. So <clears throat> uh, you also need to think about the macro objective, macro intention. So what is your intention in this video, in this script? Because it's very important to have that master objective in mind. Because at the end of the day, every single thing you do, you do needs to be spinning around your macro objective. It's, it's your heart. It's the center of everything. It's the nexus. It's the beginning and the end of all conversations about this topic. It's your thesis in a lot of ways. 
It's what you want. It's the big want. What do you want? That's your objective. What do you want in this script? And in your micro objectives, what do you want in this beat? And that's what you practice. So what's the macro objective? So if, for example, in a, in a video sales letter, your ultimate objective might be to get somebody to book a call with you. And now if you're going through, you're not going to be going through and the micro objectives and tactics to get someone to book a call in every single moment of that script. But it needs to be in the back of your mind, haunting your subconscious, that that's the goal of all of this. Like that's the goal of everything that we're doing is trying to pursue that master intention, that master objective of getting people to book a call with us. And if they do that, we know that we've done our job. So that's what we're going after. We want to get you to book a call. So we're gonna go after that. And we're gonna do that by identifying with you. We're going to do that by shocking you. We're going to do that by convincing you. We're gonna be doing that by coercing you. We're gonna do that by luring you all of these things go into it so that when you actually get up there you can deliver it now one of the one of the things that people have problems with sometimes when they implement this strategy is that it's too much to think about and usually that is a lack of rehearsal you have to sort of rehearse these things you can't just write this stuff down and then go up and do it you could certainly do it if you're going to do a bunch of little takes of each micro objective which could work but It'll also get it'll also get you out of the flow of it, and it's a different it's a different choice from a video standpoint. So you have to decide how you're going to do it. But what I would recommend doing, because you want it to be extemporaneous, is that you rehearse it. So you do all the work, you get all the micro objectives and the beats out. You know your you know your macro objective and your intention, and then you get it all out there and you start sort of rehearsing the different lines with these different objectives and sort of see what feels right to you before you shoot it and you rehearse it and you get to know it and you've got all of that in there and you get in front of the camera and you go to town. And after time, you will get to a point where you could easily go live on one of the on one of these platforms and you would just start crushing it. I mean, you would just your your subconscious would just start to bubble up these intentions all the time so that you're pursuing active verbs all the time. And then at the end of the day, being real, identifying with people, like making, creating emotional attachment with people, which is so ridiculously important. It's everything. If you're not going to connect with people in a real way and be truthful up there, just don't even bother. Do not even bother making a video because it won't work. In fact, it'll do the opposite. It'll drive people away. And I'm not saying this to get you to stop making video like I don't want to scare you and be like oh man I should stop even trying because I can't do it that's ridiculous you just have to work at it. it's a skill like anything so just go get it and 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 hopefully I've given you the tools here so that and chapter six will give you a lot of the tools you need to do it I hope that that was helpful I know it's been extremely useful for a lot of people I've worked with extremely useful for me um, in, in in getting my stuff down over time um, and I would love to work with you uh, on it more I mean if you feel like you need more help with this if you need an extra leg up we are starting our personal brand omnipresence program in April and the price is $1,500 less up until April 1st. So I'm going to put the link in the show notes for that sucker because that is group coaching 
tons of personal work directly with me and on your brand with my colleague Kate. And we're also going to create videos for you as well as give you all the tools you need to create all the video you need to uh to 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 be the gary v of your niche if you choose if you choose to be that or whatever it is the, the idea is you need to be everywhere from a content standpoint when you're trying to build a personal brand and there's a lot of different things that go into that messaging brand figuring out how to actually unlock each piece of this. And so we've created a program where we can basically be brave for you, go forth and give you everything you need, all the tools, the ongoing support, and actually create done for you videos. Yeah, I mean, everybody is gonna have a ton of video when they come out of this program. I'd love you to be a part of it. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast before April 1st, you've got a great opportunity. If you're listening to it after, uh, the opportunity is likely still available. Maybe maybe costs a little bit more, but you could still uh, get in on it. So you'll see, that, you'll see that link in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here. It's such a pleasure. Please, if you, if you got value today, and I really hope you did, that's what I'm here for, please like and subscribe to this thing. Uh, you can't like it. You can't like this. What am I saying? This it's like a YouTube thing. <laughs> uh, but you know, rate us. I mean, we 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 would love to hear some some feedback from folks. We would we would love a a, a nice review on on iTunes. Uh, and and of course, if you need anything, please feel free to reach out. The book's there for you on Amazon. Producing Empathy as well. And I cannot wait to bring you more value next week. Have an amazing rest of your week. And I'm looking forward to talking to you soon.